0: Hey guys, Ben here with Victoria, my my ticking time bomb of a wife, (laughs) (laughs) because she's pregnant.
1: It does feel like that.
0: No joke. (laughs) How are you feeling?
1: Aw, thanks. I feel very pregnant and ready, you know. Ready meet our little girl.
0: I also feel that you are very pregnant, but
1: Okay. I thought you were going to say I feel very pregnant with <laughs> <No>. anticipation and <laughs> I'm but not that no... quick.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, smart.
1: Oh, dear. But now I'm feeling good. I'm trying to rest. How are you?
0: Great. Good. good. Glad good. to be recording. It's good times.
1: It is good times. <laughs> well, let's let the good times let, roll. They are then. rolling.
0: They are rolling. <laughs> and they're rolling if for no other reason than we're not going to do awkward conversations about what we stink at this time like we did with the marriage episodes which we hope helped you
1: and we did really appreciate the feedback thank you all very very much much. thank you glad it was helpful
0: so we're starting a new series today um how long it goes who knows (laughs) we'll find out (laughs) i don't really have a deadline for this one so uh we're just calling it basics and we're going to be looking at the Apostles' Creed. Um, we won't start in this episode. So much looking at the Creed. Well, I will read the Creed to you. Um, but yeah, that's where we're going. So,
1: so why starting a new episode or episode series, calling it Basics? Mm-hmm. Why, why now? Why did you feel that in your podcast schedule this <clears throat> was an important time to talk about the basics of of the Christian faith? I'm assuming is what Basics is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Hinting at.
0: Um, three reasons, really. One was, um, when we did our Google's props episodes, um, one of the top listened to episodes was what does it mean to be a Christian? So I, I thought that was rather interesting because I thought, I honestly thought that we would do, um, uh, the best, have the most listens to the what is love episode. And that was actually the least listened to probably cause I was by myself. I didn't have anybody else with me, but <laughs> Um, so that's, that's one, one reason. Um, then another reason there was this crazy Buzzfeed, uh, video Mm -hmm. that went around. Um, we might link it. Maybe. I don't, I don't know if I want to expose people to it, but, um, (laughs) it basically said something to the, people were on the video saying, I'm a Christian, but I'm not fill in the blank or I'm a Christian, but I'm fill in the blank. But a lot of the things that they filled the blank in with were, um, anti-biblical, uh, anti-God, mm. uh, therefore anti-Christian. Mm. Um, so I thought that was, uh, important. And then the third thing, uh, relevant, which is like an online magazine stole our Google idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if
1: you're listening and you write for relevant, <laughs> yeah,
0: sorry. Um, but they had a, <laughs> they had a lengthy and interesting article. Um, they called it Google's theology. Mm-hmm but one one thing that really stuck out in the article was there was just a lot of confusion about what a Christian is what Christianity is mm-hmm. uh, what it means to be a Christian so those were those were the, the pressing reasons I had I had originally thought in October that uh, I wanted to do something on like the gospel mm-hmm. and racial reconciliation to begin with which is very important and I hope we get to that sometime I have a pastor friend i'd like to do that with but anyway i I don't know it just seemed it seemed pressing Mm. something that i couldn't really get off my mind so um that's fair that's why we're doing it
1: yeah that's good and how and
0: it's my podcast i can really do it in one (laughs) it is i'm
1: just kidding it is your podcast wow it's
0: the it's the people's podcast
1: oh goodness (laughs) why um so to kind of help us look at the basics of Christianity, Christianity what have you chosen like, for this to start off the series with? How are we going to look at that?
0: We're going to do it by looking at the Apostles' Creed. There's a lot of different places we could go. Um, and someone might ask, why not go to the Bible? Yeah. That's a good question. We're we, glad we, you asked it. Yeah. In yeah, theory. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to have these hypothetical questions. Yeah. Um, but the reason I went with the creed is because the the Apostles' Creed is just a good overview mm-hmm. and explanation of what the Bible teaches. That's what a creed ultimately does. It doesn't... Uh, a creed should never go against the Bible. It should be an explanation of what the Bible teaches. Mm. So, um, and it's it's really good. It's only three paragraphs long, and one of those paragraphs is just a sentence. So... It's uh, if you combine it all, it's just one big, uh, one big lengthy paragraph. Um, and it's I thought it was important, if for no other reads that reason, then it just starts with I believe, mm. I think we can. Um, it, our belief is not so much what's important. That's what the creed teaches us. It's what we believe mm. that's mm. important. Um, but I think you often hear this uh, mantra of deeds, not creeds. Mm. And that's ultimately nonsense because your deeds have to flow from your creed. Right. In other words, your, yeah. your beliefs always determine what you do. Mm-hmm. So to say that you act um, apart from your belief, James would say in the Bible that that's not actual faith. That's I uh, I don't know what you'd even call it. I think James calls it uh, dead. So, mm-hmm. but your, your works flow from your faith or your obedience flows from your, faith but if you don't have the the faith the belief uh to begin with then what you do um doesn't matter i, I don't want to sound harsh when i say that but ultimately that's that's the bible's view of it mm-hmm. that faith without works is uh dead but the, the faith has to come you see that in paul and and in james which people like to hold intention and say they disagree but that honestly they don't um but chose the apostles creed just because it's just a good summation. It's very old. Not that, uh, you know, that that's important, maybe not of utmost importance, but it's, it's very early church. Uh, so this was obviously something the early church was facing as well. So, um, we're, we're going back there to use, use that as a, uh, a good analogy of a creed. It's like, it's, uh, You've got two fence posts, and the creed keeps us in the middle of the fence post hmm. so that we don't go outside uh, the bounds of orthodoxy, which makes us a heretic. Hmm. So, yeah. So that's that's why the Apostles' Creed. So that's, that's where we're going to be heading. It's good.
1: It's exciting. Well, what would you care to read the Apostles' Creed? Yeah, we'll creed? read the
0: Apostles' Creed.
1: Funny you asked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so the Apostles' Creed, um, and we'll talk... A little bit about some of this today, but we'll get more in depth in coming episodes. It says, "I believe in God the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day, He rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth, sitteth." This is Old King James. Sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hmm. So that's the creed. Uh, Very good. And um, we're hoping to post a nice little giveaway, I think, of the creed. So we'll have that up sometime this coming week on our website. Theology a printable. For you to, yeah, like a printable type of thing that you could put on your wall or whatever you want to do with it. Yeah, It's yours to decide. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a lot. Um, two things stuck out to me as I first started reading the Creed. One was just where it starts, I believe in God. And then how it um, had a very Trinitarian view of God That God is Trinity. Because it starts out with, I believe in God the Father. Then it says in His only Son. Mm. Then in the Holy Ghost. Or as we would say nowadays, Holy Spirit. We don't use that uh, ghost terminology too much anymore. But ultimately as Christians, what sets us apart is what we believe. Mm. I I think we want to try to make it something other than that sometimes. Mm. I know I, you know. We all fall prey to that, yeah. So that's, um, but ultimately, what sets us apart is the substance of uh, what we believe. That's what makes us different from um, right. Islam, Hinduism, uh, a- atheism, naturalism, uh, nihilism, any other ism you want to throw on there. That's what sets us, even even just plain old theism, like what we believe as Christians. First and foremost, is what sets us apart from. Every other religion in the world, yeah. so yeah.
1: and you can hear that too. I think if I could just jump in and say, of course, thank you. <laughs> I think in um, you no know, conversations I've had over the years, especially when I grew up um, a pastor's daughter for the latter part of my teen years, um, and it's sort of like when people find that out about you, they're easy or they're really quick to to say something like, "Oh, well, I believe in God," or you know, "I have faith." Like that's sort of the I'm saying that, that conversation for me would get introduced like, oh, we're on the same team, right? Or, you know, can't we be friends? Mm -hmm. Like, but, which of course, not that I would unfriend somebody because they don't (laughs) believe in, in my faith, but, um, or have my same faith, but just that kind of quick casual, I think you hear that a lot. You know, we hear celebrities, like, you know, little, uh, kind of art you can buy like in the dollar store just says hope faith trust you know or i believe like what is that what do you mean what are you believing in um just kind of saying like i have faith that's that's really kind of a pointless statement unless you follow it up with like the apostles creed did i believe in you know god the father X Y, you know so and so or
0: yeah well even um you see this from the early days of the church in Mm. acts two peter preaches um the sermon at the sermon, uh, the, the first Christian sermon at Pentecost, right. and uh, the Old King James says the people were cut to the quick or cut to the heart, mm-hmm. um, and they asked Peter, "What what what must we do to be saved?" Mm-hmm. And Peter says, "Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, um, and be baptized, and you you will be saved." Now, the important thing is that is believe. He's not saying believe and be baptized, and you ultimately be saved, but that. Your baptism was a sign of your belief. Right. Um, So from the early days of the church, even recorded in Scripture, um, we see faith, belief, as a uh, very important part of what identifies the the people of God. But an important thing that you were getting at Mm. is that faith is never objectless. Mm, Right. Faith always has an object. So for the Christian, um, our faith, our belief, is placed in god but as god as he's revealed himself in the scriptures yeah so a good example of this is uh, we were uh, chatting with a student at our church and he was Mm -hmm. concerned about a friend who um, said she was a christian but didn't believe in the trinity if you follow that line of thinking just biblically then you can't be a christian because we can't be saved apart from the trinity um god the father is the one who sent the son john 3 16 and then um our favorite book here at theology for you first john 4 um says that the 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 father in this is love that the father sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins so the father sent the son to do um, the work of redemption then the son and all of his work, his obedience, his sacrifice, his resurrection, even his intercession, even now, is the one who redeems, actually pays the price of redemption. But without the Holy Spirit, the work of Christ is never applied to our lives. Yeah. So, one God, three persons, it's a mystery. Um, don't try to explain it with um, an analogy because you end up it with will something. Break down. Yeah, like <laughs> the Trinity is like an egg. You've got the yolk, the egg white, and the shell. But if you take the egg white and the yolk away from the egg, you won't have an egg anymore. Right. Um, whereas the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. Do we understand it completely? No. Will we ever understand it completely? I don't think so on this earth, but it, it should make us just worship god that he's gracious enough even to just reveal that to us and to work to work in that way so that our salvation in just this one example is completely completely taken care of yeah um
1: and that's a good example of the the specifics of what you're saying you believe in are very mm -hmm. important and crucial if you're gonna use the term christian you need to yeah
0: because you know at the end of the day and our we I think we mentioned Jonathan on almost every episode yeah sorry we should send him a t-shirt we probably should yeah he has a (laughs) he has a blog he calls it pithy puritanism I think think but he did a short series on the the trinity Mm -hmm. and just without the trinity you can't there's there's no way to be saved Mm. if God is not trinity Mm. it's just it's not possible according to the bible like Mm. you're we're all lost Mm -hmm. there's no hope um so yes, belief sets us apart. And I was doing some quick math that I forgot to do while, while you were um, kind of going through people with objectless sure. faith or just saying I have faith. Yeah. Um, faith or belief is in the Bible 550 times. Mm. Mm. So, and you see from the very beginning... In Genesis fifteen six, and he, which is talking about Abraham, believed the Lord, and it was counting counted to him as righteousness. So we see the great doctrine of justification, mm-hmm. even beginning in the beginning of the Bible. But um, that's the first use of belief that I could I could find I, in in the Bible, and it says he believed the Lord. So it's not that Abraham just had some vague idea of belief but that he believed god specifically and um most importantly if you if you read genesis 12 through 15 he believes god's promise that he will make him a great nation he will have a a son which was isaac um with sarah and abraham believed those promises even though uh he was <laughs> a dead man walking in some ways i mean he's so old sarah was old it just mm-hmm. didn't seem biologically possible for any of this to happen, but. Mm-hmm. He said that he believed God and uh, God counted that to him as uh, righteousness. So yeah, we've talked a lot about this so far, but just that what we believe as Christians, first and foremost, is what sets us apart. Uh, If you just think about the message of the gospel, I think, is it Tim Keller that says, every religion says do but the gospel says, "Done."
1: Yeah, that's color.
0: Th- That's a big, that's a big difference between any other religion, because right. Christ basically says, "Come to me, and everything is done. All you do is come, mm-hmm. um, and even your coming is not a work, because the Spirit awakens this love and thirst in you for Christ, so that you see him as uh, beautiful and radiant and glorious, and you can't help." but have him that you must, you must have him. You must come to him. Um, but that's the gospel says that everything's done. The gospel says you, you and I are uh, stinky people. Um, we're sinful. God is holy. Hmm. And since God is holy, we cannot be in communion with him. We can't have a relationship with him. Uh, we, we, well, we have a relationship with him, but it's a very negative one. Hmm. We're enemies. Um, but in the gospel, it declares to us that Christ came because the father sent him and he uh, did the work of redemption he obeyed God's law perfectly Mm -hmm. uh, so that you and I could be counted righteous before uh, the father he died on the cross he paid the penalty for our sin he took the wrath that we deserve he took the penalty that our sin deserves and then he rose again which was the father's amen or stamp of approval on the work of the son and now the holy spirit works through that message of the gospel and he brings people to Christ when we proclaim that message of uh, done.
2: Mm-hmm. Everything
0: is done but that's that's a distinct mark of being a Christian is we believe we, we can't yeah. earn God's favor. It's, indeed it's impossible to earn God's favor um, like Jesus said apart from me you can do nothing right. um, so we're, once we're in Christ everything's done that's just a distinguishing mark. Um,
1: yeah, it's really important to understand.
0: Yeah, so Christian, at a, at minimum, a Christian is someone who believes, but that belief has an object, and the object is God, as He has revealed Himself um, in the Bible. I think it'd probably be good. We've talked a lot about belief in the episodes, I think, but maybe good to define what belief is and luckily I have a definition right here <laughs> uh, this is actually from John Piper he says um, belief in the Bible is seeing God for who he really is seeing him as, as infinitely valuable and then being confident that that is true hmm. and trusting God that he is who he says he is and that he will do what he says he will do um, hmm. seeing God for who he really is and seeing him as infinitely valuable I shared a video um, this weekend on our Facebook page it was of J.I. Packer and he said in that video that knowing God and knowing Christ is the most practical and valuable thing in the world hmm. Um. But we have to know God, and Packer would argue this. In fact, he does in his book, "Knowing God," um, that knowing God in Christ can only be practical as we know Him as He's revealed Himself. When we make up, uh, when we say that the God of the Bible is who we want Him to be,
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's really not practical, because on all, we, all we've done is we've taken God and we've turned Him into an idol. You see that even at the end of First John. Mm-hmm. Um, five he's little he says little children keep yourself from idols but in the context he's talking about the person of Jesus because the, 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 the people that John's writing to uh, were bombarded by people that said well this is who Jesus actually is so what they had done in actuality is just turned Jesus into an idol because they've twisted him to be who they wanted him to be Um. so that belief ultimately leads to knowing God which we're defining theology as the studied practice of knowing God and that's ultimately ultimately practical mm-hmm. but the practical nature of it flows from who God is right from the belief and everything else goes from there you look like you're stirring do you have a question you want to ask or comment
1: oh no sorry i'm <laughs> i'm just taking it in but it's kind of thinking through, like, how how important that really is, and, like, we we did mention things like the, if you guys are listening around the time we're recording this, you'll know that buzzy video we mentioned, and just how often you do see people change Christianity or faith, we're gonna use that kind of fluffy word, just to be something that um, affirms them where they are, maybe, and doesn't call them to any sort of higher standard, and how that really is just, like, it's yeah. a, it's nothing because you you are making an idol. Um, you're kind of you're you're being complacent for one thing with kind of exactly where you are. You're not willing to be challenged at all. But um, yeah, you are making an idol that, and you know that that's saying, oh, you're you're perfect and you're fine and you you can make up you can make up whatever you want to believe and you'll be good. You're fine. And I think I'm, one of the reasons I'm excited that you decided to go through the apostles creed, um, maybe especially because it's an older old document is I think there's a lot of value in going back in history and kind of seeing, seeing different people from different times, different eras, different cultures affirming the same truths. Um, and it's sort of like if you have come upon some, like magic new understanding for yourself, you're probably wrong if other people have missed that in, you know, specifically we're talking in scripture, but just in general, I think it's, it's kind of um, the trendy thing to do now to almost make your own faith. Um, And that's, yeah, just sort kind of no founding there. And so it's one thing that encourages me about looking at the apostles creed is that, you know, this was written hundreds and hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago. And, It's still true because it's taken from scripture, which we know Mm -hmm. is God-breathed and profitable for study. So we know that that is eternally always relevant and Mm -hmm. right. Um, So yeah, just kind of there. There's a great. I think C.S. Lewis talked a lot about. er, Were you going to say this?
0: Oh, I think I was. But go ahead.
1: (laughs) C.S. Lewis talked about um, what did he? Well, you know what he called it? His
0: chronological snobbery. Yeah, only someone from. Britain could From, say and get away with it, I think.
1: Which I love, but yeah, chronological snobbery. Or if you were, I saw you jotting a note down. If you want to go ahead and talk about that, no, you, that. Can
0: go, you can go there first. Just that
1: Lewis just had the the notion that um we do often have this chronological snobbery in our thinking, meaning that oh, uh, because we're we're the most advanced, like we have made it the most amount of years on the earth, you know, or in time. So we must kind of know everything and we've yeah, arrived. The, yeah,
0: we're the most technologically advanced culture.
1: <clears throat> right. Because, yeah, so because we have the, the most technology, the greatest, like we have we have this whole body of work behind us and so we must be the pinnacle of, of all there is and whatever we think is true and right and must be better than everything else anyone has ever thought. Um, it just, I think when you, we, we humans do not want to think of ourselves as small you know, we don't want to think of ourselves as just a pinpoint on a line, which we really are. But if you if you really do kind of consider your smallness and look at just history, I mean, just history in general. Like how, you know, who are we to say that we get everything right all the time? And, you know, you only have to go back a couple, I mean, just a couple decades in our own country, you know, to know that there were things like the civil rights movement and there was a whole race of people we didn't allow to have legal rights of citizens and clearly that was a wrong thing but how that's so fresh in our memory mm-hmm. relatively speaking and we were you know so wrong about that and just that's just a small example but yeah it's, it's wrong to kind of think that we are so that hubris of, of we must be so amazing so we can come up with our own ideas
0: when well, the mindset that you're thinking of mm. um, that I believe I'm a Christian so, like, one, one ex- I'm not even going to go down that, but um, <laughs> when we say I'm a Christian, but then we just do what we want. Right. Um, I, I think that shows that we've never really interacted with Christianity.
1: Because
0: hmm. C.S. Lewis, once again, I think this is a mere Christianity, he talks about how uh, Christians aren't nice people, they're transformed people.
2: Hmm.
0: The point being, when you're exposed to Christianity... One of two things is going to happen. You see this in the ministry of Jesus. You're either going to be transformed, you're either going to be changed, you're going to be a Christian, you're going to be brought into a living and vital relationship with Jesus Christ through the work of the Holy Spirit and have that communion with um, God. Or you're going to become hardened and you're you're going to respond to it, but it's going to be a negative response. And that's what causes you to say something like, well, I'm a Christian, but I am... For this ideology which is actually totally against anything that's revealed in the Bible mm-hmm. um, you see this in the ministry of Jesus that the, the, the more the religious leaders were exposed to Jesus and his teaching in that time the harder they got
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they got so hard they killed him Right. so yeah. exposure to the mm-hmm. gospel the, the truth of Christianity the foundation of Christianity is always going to elicit some response Mm -hmm. so yes
1: i'm glad we had that same c.s lewis thought train
0: well it's probably because you've i've heard you talk heard me talk about it way way too much and i know in my own life um when it comes to christianity i can be a chronological snob yeah it shows up in the books that i read it may not be um overtly intentional Mm. but it shows up in the books that i read um who i like to quote mm-hmm. um uh, so
1: it's a good call for all of us yeah yeah
0: i mean just there's two thousand plus years of church history behind us um yeah. and we're we're either in with that line of church history or we're going to go against it and normally when we go against it uh, we're on shaky ground very shaky ground yeah. um so yes that was a long introduction <laughs> And uh, maybe a couple rabbit trails. I don't know, but I think it all fit together. I think so. so. We'll find out.
1: We will. Yeah. Here we go.
0: <laughs> so, um,
1: thanks for sticking with us. Yeah.
0: Thank you guys. But if you got nothing else out of this, I hope that you see that as we look at the creed, we're looking at it because what we believe as Christians is what sets us apart as Christians, mm. and then that that belief will flow into action. The creed doesn't necessarily go there with the action. It sticks with the beliefs, but we see in the Bible that our beliefs will ultimately determine how we, yeah. how we live.
1: Right belief leads to right action.
0: Yeah. And you hear us say a lot, too. Um, and I got this from a professor, theology unto doxology. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we often look at doxology as just singing or something like that, but doxology is really all of life. Mm-hmm. Um, all of life should be praised for the Christian, so... Uh, we have to get our theology right in order to have right doxology, so
2: yeah
0: so next time we'll spend um i don't know how far we'll get because I've already got a a page of notes <laughs> on just um God the Father, and we haven't even got to Almighty or Maker of heaven and earth so <laughs> we'll we'll see where we go uh, from there but if you have any insights um biblical insights um feel free to share if you have any ideas for maybe where we could take these episodes just let us know we'd love to hear from you guys